0: When I was 22 years old, I was shot at 22 times, mm. still got a slug in my stomach. But when I heard The Life by Styles P. and Pharrell Munch, it made me like question to try to understand, am I a product of my environment?
1: The Message, spotlighting the most important voices of today with Ebro, an open dialogue about their experiences in these times and the music that inspires them.
2: Welcome to The Message. The show where we get to talk to influential voices in society about what's going on today and what their message is to you. Today, my guests are Styles P and Jesus R. You, of course, know Styles P from the legendary hip-hop group The Locks, as well as his recent projects like Wreckage Manor with Havoc and his brand new album, Penultimate. My second guest is Jesus R, the founder of SIC Film School, which aims to improve communities and get kids off the streets by offering them creative outlets. They came by to talk to me about the amazing work they're doing and to share their own personal journeys towards better mental health. Let's get into this. This is The Message. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Message right here, Apple Music 1. Today, Jesus R. and my man Styles Peace. First time meeting you, Jesus. Nice to meet you, you, sir. Absolute pleasure. Met you several times, bro. Yes, sir. My brother. Love is love. Styles, uh, as many of you may know, and if you don't, uh, has uh, been on the forefront of conversations around mental health as well as eating better uh, through things you're doing with your brand Juices for Life, Pharmacy for Life, Mm -hmm. and just a kind of a holistic approach to just improvement, right? Uh, Whether that be through hip-hop, through the hip-hop lens, the music lens, or specifically in your community in Yonkers. Uh, where you, you know, have a facility, you have a storefront, community comes, people hang out and socialize all day and better themselves in many ways. Yes. How's that journey been going for you, man?
1: It's been pretty awesome. It's been pretty awesome. Um, For the most part, you feel great when you see, you know, people's lives change around and, you know, you've affected people's lives in a positive manner. But then it also, some days you feel really blue because you understand that, you know, most people don't understand we're in a losing war. Like so when you don't even know you're in a war and like you're we're losing, already behind the eight like and we're already losing the you. war yeah, yeah, and you yeah. don't even know we're in a war. Right. Some days that becomes a little deflating and um gets you a little down, but that's that deflation and that downness also makes you know you gotta wake up the next day and kind of go harder and just um keep pushing forward. Like, you know?
2: I wanna come back to the war part of that. Yeah. Cause I think that's that's the battle. Going on with people, yeah. right? Hey, um, Souss, a little bit about your background before we get too far down down in the conversation. How do you know Styles? How do you guys work together? And tell us about your organization that you you've developed.
0: Sure, so, um, I know Styles maybe twenty years now. Definitely. Um, I, I had the opportunity to film him uh, in two thousand and one for one of his album release parties at Club mm-hmm. Cheetah back in the day. Uh, a show I had called Eye on It. Okay. Um, I on it, it stands for inspirational television. So the, the progression over the last 20 years I've done different nonprofits and organizations like Guns for Cameras to now uh, this year we're doing the SIC film school. And SIC is the evolution of I on it, SIC, which stands for social impact content. So we're opening up a, a campus facility in Yonkers, New York. Dope. It's at the largest sound stage development in the Northeast, 15 stages, a million square feet of production space. And we're providing a lot of opportunities for the youth in the community. Beyond the education platform, we also develop community programs in partnership with other agencies. So we have an organization called Glocks for Ox, we have Guns for Cameras. What's an uh, A is an Oculus headset. Oh, so, so cats
2: turning in their illegal shit on the street for the, for the, yeah. for the Oculus or, or they are. The, oh, they got a few of them, right? Yeah, I just know the Oculus. And okay, got whatever it. Whatever it is. Whatever the other ones is. Yeah. But Glocks for Ox sound better. Yeah, than anything else. So yeah. let's get to the Oculus.
0: Yeah, so Styles has been you know super supportive of that of the yeah. throughout the years, everything we've done, he's always been there for the community, for the youth, introducing me to other people, being very vocal, uh, you know, about his passion and commitment. And I think for us, it ties in. It's a it's a great partnership because, like you said, the stuff that he does in the community with Juices for Life, Pharmacy for Life, and then what we're doing on the content side, it just brings everything together in a holistic manner because. We're the, at the end of the day, we're the sum of all the content we consume in a day. That's right, that's right. So without platforms like The Message that gives people nourishment for their, right. for their mental, but what they're consuming, you know, it's, it's so easy for the kids to get lost today because they continue to just perpetuate the same lifestyle that they see being like what's cool, what's exploited, what's- Right, what's
2: successful. What's successful. In terms of, you know, everybody evaluates what they yeah. should be doing based on- What someone else is doing not only what someone else is doing, what they are seeing somebody else make money doing. That's winning. Right? Because we live in a capitalist society. That's part of the war thing we'll get back to, where you have success defined by a, a, a metric, a monetary True. metric system, and not some, not a, a, a more holistic look at full, being fulfilled and being balanced and being True. healthy. Yeah. Right? People just go, yo, he made a lot of money. That's what I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well. True. More to that story, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think that that's, I think that's part of the, the missed message. Mm-hmm. You
0: know and it, and they don't even realize that with that money, does, you know, happiness doesn't come, right? That's like right. a lot of the richest people I know are the most miserable. That's right. So exactly. it's like the illusion of that success without the understanding of what's happening behind that, the emptiness, right? Like, so like you said, it's more important to, to build on, on a foundation of, of self-confidence, right? I, I've always looked at life that there's two types of people. People who operate out of fear or people who operate out of abundance. And the the faster that you can put yourself, not fast in terms of speed, you know, you want to take your time and develop them. But the sooner you can put yourself in the mind frame of abundance and surrounding yourself with other people who operate out of abundance, the more you can elevate yourself and your growth.
2: Yeah, man. That really speaks to the words you gave for for the message today, which is the influence of media on our mental health. The power of music to elevate our spirit and utilizing the arts for violence prevention, which it sounds like sick film school, this playlist of music that you put together and kind of everything that you guys have always stood for, right?
1: Pretty much. I mean, he's been a very humble, modest dude. Like, you know what I mean? He's very educated, very smart, and very pushing forward for the people. But I'm going to put it in layman's terms. He cares enough to understand the mistakes he's made of in his life and gave a crap enough to say, all right, here's what's happening. Here's where I went wrong. Here's what I could do. And here's how I could help others. Because really that's the measurement, as you were saying a few minutes ago, that we don't go by anymore. It's right. more like if I have more to you, I'm, I'm better than you. Instead right. of, I think certain people connect is like, how can we help people? That's where our, our friendship and our union starts with, Making music, but uh our, our energy connects off of just the the measurement of okay, we know where we went wrong, we know that's what right. we did wrong, and it's glorified a lot the wrong through you know through the arts and what we do. that's right. and that's understandable because it is it it is a sport, and most people never had the proper direction, guidance or role models in front of them to understand the eight ball they was behind in the first place, Mm -hmm. to understand their mental capacity in doing the things they've done. So, with understanding, once you go through a journey yourself, and understanding you could also go through it again if you don't do the right things, you begin to want to impact other people's lives, which Jesus does a lot. His whole, I would say, pretty much existence since I've known him is for figuring out how to get kids out of the environment they're in, how to get them into a a lifestyle that's gonna educate them and eventually lead to them having a a career into right. entrepreneurship or the arts or whatever they like. So, like I said earlier, it's a rough journey, but this is what we do. Like you right. know what I mean? This is we're not here off of board meetings and a bunch of <laughs> uh, people putting right. us together. We're here for natural, organic right. energy. All right, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. He calls me, I call him, and this is. This is what we all do, like you know what I mean. It's a circle of people that's gonna go. I'm gonna push it forward to do what I can for the people, and if you know that and understand that it's my job, I go, okay. How can I help? What can I do? Like you know what I mean. I see what you're doing, like so. I think people think that's just, um, you know, they see that in the media. I don't think they really understand what goes on behind back doors, with far as the people who really want to push it forward. Your energy is going to have to connect because mm-hmm. you're on the same wavelength at It's going to be time. some tough
2: days. Yeah, same and frequency. And it's got to be, yeah, the connection and the fulfillment and the purpose has to be aligned, right? Because it ain't all duckies and bunnies yeah. you no, doing this not. real work. It's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's,
0: it's, it's draining, too. Yeah. When you're on the front lines and you, you're you seeing the, the tragedy, the worst of humanity. That's right. And you're trying to be optimistic. It, you know, people in mental health, right? The, they... they, they Contemplate suicide. They need like, mental health support. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they do this training where they have like the highest level of understanding <coughs> the psychology and they're still worn down. That's right. By hearing it daily and trying to help other people. Um, I do want to say that the, the first song in our playlist, The Life, <sighs> by Styles P and Farrell you and know, I was just telling him in the green room how much that song meant to me. And, I don't, and we've been friends for years, but I don't think he ever knew how much that song meant to me when i was 22 years old i was shot at 22 times mm. i got hit by three different guns nine honor 45 22 still got a slug in my stomach it was 2:22 in the morning that's why I, you know i got this 22 hit but when i heard the life it made me like question and and and, and like readjust my, my perspective and like to try to understand am i a product of my environment like mm. everything that i'm going through and what my friends are going through my peers are going through and I started to realize like, and this is why I'm so passionate about the message because at that point I started to realize like nobody was going to come in and fix this for us. Nobody was going to change this. Right, the conditions that we lived through, what's going on, like...
2: There's no savior. There's no savior. Mm-hmm. And then the right. scarier
0: thing was we weren't going to change it. I started to look like my friends didn't give a F. Like like we, we, like we the mentality that we had and the, to the level that we were programmed, that this was cool or this was our reality or this was life. And then hearing a record like that, you know, it's just like, the, my life is all I have. My rhymes, my pen, my pad. And how I made it through the struggle, don't judge me. What you say now? Back me, me. <laughs> back me
1: up there. Don't buzz come me. from. So, so often, often. People you grew up with are laying in the coffin.
2: Yo, this, this, the it, you're absolutely right, Jesus. Like, this record is, I think people miss, it's a missed opportunity, especially when this song, what year was that? I have no idea. Gotta be like. I'm bad with
1: 2000, 2001. 2002, 2001. Yeah. Somewhere from old, old to Definitely on to the old, 2000 side. Oh yeah, definitely early 2000s. Early two thousand. It's a missed opportunity
2: with writing, rapping, poetry for young men specifically. And I used to use this song on the radio to talk about hip hop to people who are missing mm. the message, pun intended, yeah. in the records often. Yeah. Because you have a song like this, which clearly articulates that someone needed their pen and paper to sort through the shit that they had experienced, seen their parents experience, et cetera, et cetera, just to get to the other side. And oftentimes, and we can fault ourselves, uh, we can fault the media, we can fault our community organization, politicians, we can fault whoever, whoever for the lack of exposure and the lack of mental health support that goes on for our young people that are from poor, impoverished communities. We could fault our own family Mm -hmm. members for not being more sophisticated and embracing mental health and these things that are now more commonplace. We could do all of that. But it's a missed opportunity when we listen to these records that we, as adults, and I'm not talking about the Mm -hmm. 17-year-old who's making the record or the 20-year-old who's sorting through yeah. Hormones and emotions trying to figure it out. I'm talking about us as adults hearing the song and not going, This young person needs help.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? For, for mm-hmm. and for and this song was a, a point for me, because you know, at the time I'm, you know, shit, 28. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember being 17, 18 years old, and hip hop was all me and my friends really had that was teaching us what books to read and supreme mathematics and learning about Egypt. And, you know, that was the hip hop I had And hearing stories from people who look like you from so many different neighborhoods going through the exact same shit. In fact, and I would always just be an advocate for like, this is the only outlet where you're going to even hear these thoughts. And people, y'all don't want to hear these thoughts. Why are you so concerned about hearing these thoughts versus hearing these thoughts and trying to go help people?
0: And, it, and those thoughts are a representation of the bigger environment, yes. right? Like And, you the, and the war mm-hmm. that we spoke
2: about earlier. Very much so. Uh, go look for Jesus and Styles P's playlist available uh, on Apple Music. Just type in the message. You can hit his conversation and go check the playlist if that's what you want. You got records like uh, My Life We Just Played or This Can't Be Life, Jay-Z, Scarface. Ultra Light Beam, which is an incra- a crazy record. Get by Talib Kweli, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, the playlists. you got a sick
1: playlist going.
2: Very thorough. Sick, sick, sick yeah. playlist. Yeah, yeah. This a touching <laughs> one too. So yeah, it's nah, like it. good. It's very good. I was impressed Electronic by Yeah, Mustafa's on there.
1: Yeah, very on there. Very yeah
2: good. That, that.
0: Can we talk about that Mustafa record? Of course,
2: you can. We can play it.
0: Yeah, because I just feel like th- that's such a, a a beautiful representation of like the the poetry and the tragedy, right? Like this this artist, he's from Toronto, if people don't know. I think he's from Toronto. I know his music comes out yeah. of there. Um but, you know, when I heard that record, we were actually playing it
1: yeah in the in the green room. Video's incredible. Um
0: it's you what what was your what was your reaction to it when you saw it? It was like,
1: touching for me. It was very it was, you know, he on point. He, he he's tapped in into a different frequency, you know, to be honest. He's he's um for me he sees what it's about right now. Um and to be in the trenches and see what it's about is a, a gift. Yeah. It's, it's a real, real gift. Especially, what makes you
2: say that? What? A, what a, um.
1: Nowadays, you got so much technology that people, like you say, like it, people, so focused on being better. There, you got a young man talking about what other men are going through and stay alive. Right. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. That's a gift to be able to tap it and say, "We beyond these colors. We beyond this shit. Right. I love you. Stay alive." Right. Yeah, just he's like, a, I, he's I care a, about you, fam. Like, this you know, a different frequency in it. I said, is, that's a beautiful, like, that's a frequency that's lost. Like, like, and it's bound to be lost, like you say, because if I'm in a competitive spirit and a competitive nature with you all across the board my whole life, my 24-7, seven days out the week, 30 days out the month, 12 months out the calendar, how could I care enough about you? I could, I care about what's coming, you know, what you and yours are going through, and I think that's what a lot of us get caught into because, like as you say, like you know, um, we was fortunate enough to come up as you were saying in a time where I, I, I went, I leaned to hip hop for everything, mm-hmm. my walk, my talk, my dance, my style, my reading. Like you say, what I learned, what books I was gonna go to, you know, who I thought was hard, who I thought was smart. Like being able to see even someone like Tribe Called Quest being. They're born in the ghetto, but they're smart enough to be dope to even a dope Pan-Africanism boy's like, and- So you got, yeah, yeah. You, got a, you got a bunch of things you were able to tap into and learn from and pull from. I had KRS, I had Rakim, right. I had Chuck D, I had the Jungle Brothers, I had Native Tongue. I, uh, you know, I had a bunch of things where I could say I- I'm educating myself on my own through my music. I believe the young fellas have it, I'm not going to say no don't have it because there's always. A slew of artists kicking that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's pushed to the forefront enough. Right, right. And then besides being pushed for the forefront, like during my day, it was you dug for the shit. That was part of the jewel. Right. Let me come and play the shit for you that you ain't here yet, right. put you up on game. Now, if I nowadays it's not like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like they gotta be popping or they don't accept it. They don't, they don't really, I can't say they last like in all of them, but the majority of people. Aren't searching for soulful Jews when they get on the net. Right. You know they're not looking to touch, get in touch with an artist that's touching their fucking soul. They're looking for drip, what's lit, what's right. popping, and you know that is what it is. That's where, you know, that's part of the earth. A lot day. of it
2: is. A lot of it became very. I was just having this conversation the other day. A lot of it became very surface, and and I remember specifically. I've been in media since 1990. So I remember when it became about how big was your record deal? Mm -hmm. Did you go platinum? What's your chart position? That became the conversation. And a lot of that was tied to the shiny suit era, the bad boy thing, right? And these financial accolades about what was going on in the music industry mixed with how much there was radio, right? Because remember, before 1992, 93. You was just happy to have a hip hop show come Facts. on on the weekends. Facts. Yeah. Like what? Facts. They playing rap songs on the radio. Facts. That's Friday night, Saturday night. So if you grew up in that era, I'm 47 years old. I remember when it was like, fam, you got who got the tape, man. yeah. I missed the show. Yeah. I don't know what's going on out here. It wasn't no, So that was just a different dynamic, and um, I could tell you from doing this job, fortunately. The amount of intellect that surrounds hip-hop music on an international level that cares about the culture and cares about the things that are kind of embedded and entrenched in the fabric is still
1: there. Yeah, you go to Europe, you go do a tour in Europe. If you miss your hip-hop, go do a tour in Europe. And go there with that bullshit. They're not gonna be feeling. You They're gotta go there. Me, it's right. like hip hop is always gonna live, and I think this is what most hip hop like. Even me as a fan, as an artist, as I'm 47 also, as a 47 year old man right. in the culture, I sit back and go. Sometimes it's always gonna live. Like you know what I'm saying. It's always gonna flourish. Technology has advanced so much that I think we don't sit back sometimes and realize, like you know, when. When I was coming up, it was real or real. Like, you better know your fucking rhyme or that reel's going to keep erasing. racing. I got to tape the reel together. If you, you couldn't suck. Like, you yeah, couldn't suck. You had suck. to be ready when you. It was time to You had to be ready record. when it's time to be ready. Yeah. And then it went from real to tape to, to CD yep. to now it's no CD to now to a point is you don't even own music if you don't have your phone. Right. Really, unless you're like a DJ or someone with a record player at home. Lose your phone. Lose your laptop. Where's your music? Like, you know what I'm saying? So when you think of these kind of things, even in these small, you know, from small peaks and windows of looking at it, it's like, damn, I don't even have music. In there was a t- I, I, I was a kid who went to Tower Records every weekend. I was a kid who went to Getty Square, um, the music store, every weekend, every check, every... Every dirty money, every legal money, any gifted money—money was coming in. Money was coming God, in. Money was was in, coming in. I'm, I'm spending it on on music. Like, yeah. you don't even do that anymore. Like, there's little things we don't even. I don't think people even notice that. Nah. When, like, remember the experience of going to Tower Records and just—I remember beating. chasing
2: a chasing a bus down the street <laughs> just to get to Tower so that I could make
1: sure I had the tape first. The next day of school. That next, like, is, that experience is gone. Yeah. So when experiences leave and technology replaces experiences, you have to just hold on to what you have and accept it. Like, right. like, I was around before, you 47. <laughs> we was around before there was cell phones. Yes. That's crazy. Like for me, sometimes to think like I can't judge what these young people are doing. Nah. Like I, God bless them. I mean, I love and it, And that's why I, I bring up. like it. But that's why the I bring door, up. That I used to have to knock on my friend's door or yell at the window. Yo, uh, uh, hello, Miss Such and Such, Mister Such and Such. Can he come outside? Or yell it out the window. Now, I started with a beeper.
2: Yo, remember when you <laughs> had to leave a voice message? Crazy. And wait, you. How, I don't even remember how we met up with people, son. Yeah.
1: You knocked on their door. No, no, no. Like when you was like, yo, we going,
2: we going to do the X, you Y, Z. You talked about it
1: the night before. One person told the next person. He told the next. Yo, I'm going to such and such. Tell such and such. At he this telling look- such and such. And then it's, it's rounded up. That's what I'm saying. And like, if you miss it, you missed that it. That part it's of society gone. is gone. It's That's gone. Gone. not. That doesn't even. That fabric isn't even here anymore. But I There's think no a bunch of kids going to get a bunch of other kids right now.
0: That shift. The, you know, you guys are talking about and, and like that shift in technology. When you think about future shock, right, and there being eight hundred lifetimes of of us being in this world, right. and only in the last one lifetime that we've had this level of technology, right. So throughout the history of man, there is we're not creating a balance to the impact of the technology, right? <coughs> because when you're growing up, it like if you're young and and you're in your neighborhood, there's so many people that you can physically see and know if you're dating like you date a girl from the neighborhood but now you're on social media you're scrolling through like thousands of people from all over the world and we don't have the the bandwidth like our our brains aren't wired to have that level of bandwidth so we're just like burning through our synapses and it's having all these other impacts when you talk about the, the false vanity on social media right people are Posting stuff, they're stunting at the club, and it's not even their table, it's not even their bottle. But, like, or if a couple's out for dinner, it's
2: not even their car, bro. Yeah, and they take a picture, and it's like, it's not their bag, it's not their vacation, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's It's all this
0: content that we're creating to to make us like jealous of each other, right? Like, and it's not, and that's the
2: the validation systems that we were talking about earlier, where where these metrics about success and what mm -hmm. really success is. Have skewed our ability, which people are measuring themselves against things they see in an app on their phone. They're not measuring themselves against people they actually know in real life. No, uh, that are having wins and victories, graduating college, mm-hmm. graduating high school, having children, starting families, getting married. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, having a great weekend together. You know what I'm saying? Gathering around the table, playing Uno and, and cooking food. Right. And I know people hear, when I say things like that, people often go, yeah, but you got money, or, you know, that desire to wanna have money just so I can splurge or feel safe, right? Is, is the trip, is the trick that's yeah. played on people, right? To, to make them gun for something. For sure. And feel like that's what success is when the true success is, honestly, your ability to have family, have health. So that you can even go on those journeys in the first place. You nailed it. Most
1: most people won't understand that. And um, as a, I've lost a daughter to suicide, and thinking about mental health, I I probably look at it different from most people. Didn't have signs. Didn't see it. Didn't know she never had no attempts, no anything. Most people don't know how other people feel. Really, at the end of the day, even mental health specialists, even the experts. A lot of people don't go around asking people how they feel or expressing how they feel right and with, the, with understanding that, like, like you said I, i'm a sure I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure most mental health experts have to go through some sort of specific training or class to keep their their mind state intact. I think the average individual doesn't look at their own life, what they're going through and measure it on their own scale without comparing it to someone else and how they feel and what's going on and what they should do, what they should not do, and what makes them tick. A lot of us aren't in touch with ourselves to even be mentally healthy. Almost everyone has enough mental stress just waking up before they get to work, before you get to your job, before you deal with anything. And that's where the part goes back. Like you say, people not in touch with the real important part because you wake up, of course you need money. Um, you definitely need an occupation. You need money. You need money to survive. But through social media, how fast the world is working and what I like to call um, Western civilization lifestyle and the American dream, you forget the prize. Lose a loved one and think about everything you ever bought, everything you can buy, everything you've lost, everything... You cherished and, you know, all material items you cherish, love, lost, or still have. They compare it to losing a loved one. You, materials come and go. You can get it back. You could be poor and rich a million times. You can't bring loved ones back. You gotta wait till you see them on the other side and all you have is the spiritual energy. So most of us in civilization, not even Western anymore, in the world are chasing The treasure chest when the treasure chest is already at home, like you said, Mm -hmm. you can't you you can make more children, but you can't duplicate one child. You could get a step parent, you could get guided guided you know people to guide you, foster parents and this and that, but you can't make reinvent people once they go. You can't reinvent yourself once you go. So I think a, a lot of us even don't take care of ourselves enough physically to say we're taking care of ourselves mentally. right? That's almost impossible. That's virtually impossible to not really take care of yourself physically
2: and, expect, and your expect your
1: mental to be okay. That's virtually impossible. You have to be gifted, blessed, a miracle, or God, or the angels had to directly come down, touch you, and watch over you because the things you put in your body are gonna make you react in certain ways, or make you feel a certain way, the lack people you around, lack of sleep. Too many hours at work, too much arguing, too much not expressing yourself—not right. like all of these things affect the human body in yeah. ways to where a lot of us think almost everyone has some sort of mental problem. Yeah. Not everybody, but almost everybody.
2: Yeah. And if you ain't, and, if it ain't today, could be tomorrow. Could be you tomorrow. Don't know you what gotta what you're get gonna it, get it? With. You
1: gotta get in tune with that. Yeah. So,
0: and I, I think to your point, like the stigma comes around mental illness, right? And people don't put the priority on mental health, like. If some it's okay to have financial health, physical health, all these things that are like big industries. But when it comes to mental health, like we shy away from it so much and there's so much shame in the, in talking about it. But like Style says, like a young kid could be going to high school, have problems sleeping at home, not have good nutrition, live in the food desert, and then when he shows up, these these other physical things that are affecting his mental ability to learn or to focus That's or right. have attitude and then he's looked at as like not having the same level of intelligence or capabilities when Ability he focused, might be far so smarter behavior, than anyone nah, nah, else. Nah, yeah. so, so like, I, I think there needs to be a, a greater focus on the importance of just our mental health as something that we work on and that we exercise, that we, that we meditate, that we talk to people, that we, you know, we check in because it's not just about having an illness, about being bipolar, schizophrenic. It's about those, those micro transgressions, those things that happen on a daily basis. Somebody cutting you off in traffic. Like all those little things add up and they affect Very your much. mood. And then the mood you have is the energy you carry into every interaction you have. When right. you shake somebody's hand, you smile, your your bad vibe rubs off on them and now they're having a bad day. And then and then it just, you know, like we build up this- Creates a
2: toxic environment. Uh, a
0: toxic environment. And then everything we're scrolling through on social media is all- negative shit that's just programmed to like get us further into that trap. And then now suicide rates are up 200% amongst you, 10 to 16 years old, like shootings are crazy. Like it, it, everything is just at such a high level. That's why we're so focused on social impact content. We have to nurture content mm-hmm. creators to be better stewards of the content that they're putting, not just in television and film and music and major labels and artists, but on social media. right? The influencers, the people on TikTok and, and Instagram, they're controlling the narrative. What they put out daily is what then takes off and becomes a buzz and a trend. And then the big media right. companies come in and get behind and blow it up. But there's more responsibility on us as individuals now more than ever because we have the power to control the narrative.
2: Well, we are the algorithm. Yes, we are. It's all playing on our behavior all the time. Yeah, and the, and what we see that we don't like, is really a reflection of ourselves yeah. and our own sickness and our own toxicity. True, indeed. All the way up to when D. somebody wild
1: wins presidency. True, indeed. You know what true I'm true and saying?
0: Back, back back since the Roman
1: period. Let's say people put their attention span where they want to put it, though. Yep. Yeah. Like, and you have to understand that as as individuals and say. Say us as individuals say, we wake up, we wanna push things forward in society. As you said, people will put anyone in office, complain about it, next person gets in office, never pay no attention. You just paid attention because every, but everyone else was paying attention and talking about it, but were you really paying attention? Now, whose attention are you paying if you were? And who was it for exactly and why? Right. So you could be in on a conversation that everyone else is having, or because you're concerned and really care about the subject matter at hand. A lot of people even get involved in conversations that don't benefit them whatsoever. That is not mentally healthy. Right. So most people engage, even if you're on social media, most people engage, even the smartest people in the world still engage in unhealthy interactions one way or the other. Whether you choose to respond back, whether you choose to keep reading it, whether you choose to keep looking, it's a human, it's human nature to some point, but it becomes like you say, it has to be enough of us to say, okay, that's human nature. We understand. We understand what's going on. Well, let's tap into something different and keep tapping in because mm-hmm. that's the only way you really change um, the behavior Change, change the, the behavior and change the algorithm because people are going to be like, for me to be in the health field more than anything, to be honest, COVID scared the shit out of me. Not, not the actual COVID, not the actual pandemic the actual reaction to it. After a while, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. This shit ain't happened during our whole lifetime. People don't really give a fuck about other people or themselves to an extent where it's high enough. Let's let's be real. Like I watched the pandemic, I thought a lot of people would say, oh shit, let me focus on something else. You're in the house.
2: Let me get you, better at You can't barely way. really yeah, Let me improve around to make sure I'm okay. Some people still just
1: wanted to be better than other people, be focused on a the lit. They gave out the fucking PPFs, whatever the fuck them shits is called. And dudes went up and bought the stupidest shit. Even in the store when the pandemic's happening, I'm in a store, toilet paper's all gone. I'm looking, all the ginger and turmeric is here. <laughs> Nobody's getting ginger and turmeric or vitamin C? What's going on? Like so we now, these things run society so much that even if I, if I say something out the box or ask, ask a question that makes people uncomfortable, that they chose not to ask, I'm an outcast. Well, you're an outcast. You're asked,
2: well, we're, we're, we're ultimately talking about accountability, Yeah. right? When it comes down to it. And, you know, we as a, I'll just speak specifically about American society have become so accustomed to giving our power away and expecting the system as it is to provide us with everything we need. And the reason, and that's a going. let's go back to the war part. Mm-hmm. You have given away your, your individuality and your ability to understand what you need for your body and your house and your family and your community to survive just as, Mm-hmm. A, an animal on earth that breathes air and needs water. You've given it away to corporations. You've given it away to uh, 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 religion. You've given it away to um, the school system, the education. You've given it away at every. You've given it away to the, the pharmaceutical companies. You've given it away to the hospitals. Fashion. Like every, you've, you've given everything away because it was told to you that, don't worry, we got you. You live in the United States. You live in America. It's all good. American exceptionalism is a great country on earth. I watch families come to this country, and they send their kids, great families, right here in New York, come to this country. They send their kids to the public school system. Kids don't know nothing about no gangs, guns, none of that. Their parents, they're new in this country. They're like, we made it. We're in <laughs> <Yeah>. America. <laughs> we should be able to send our kids right to the school in the neighborhood. Facts. They get Their kids grow up in the school in the neighborhood. The kids is toting guns and banging. Yeah. Parents are like, I don't even know what this is. Like, I didn't expect this when I moved to the greatest country on earth from our, you know, developing nation. Yeah. Where we didn't really have much, but we didn't have this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the sickness is so embedded in how we operate as a society and our desire to relinquish all of our responsibility and accountability to... The infrastructure that is not going to deliver you what you need. It's not a one size fits all scenario to just make sure the thing doesn't fall apart. And that's even questionable sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times. you understand what I'm And that's the battle, right? Because mentally, it's going to require you on a health level, on a love level, to become very accountable in an uncomfortable way. So as you said, when you articulate something that's out out of the box, you get this wild reaction like yeah, you, you just
1: You're crazy now.
2: Right? You're a yeah. crazy man. Crazy. Because people can't fix their minds to get to where you are because they haven't, and we can get into pineal gland talk and you know the calcification yeah. of you, you know, I, 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 you do all of that. But most people can't even get there. Yeah. Mm-mm. They can't get there. So once you start having these conversations, their minds, you can see their faces. They can't it get there. It doesn't, which, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't add compute. Up. It doesn't make Mm-mm. sense.
0: Because I think the challenge is there's just so many other basic needs that they're dealing with, right? right? That there's just so, like it's you're in such survival mode. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like people operate out of fear, operate out of abundance. When you operate out of fear, like you don't have or you're not gonna have next, then you're ready to do anything to survive right. or take from the next person right. when you have the mentality of abundance even if you don't have nothing like if you come from complete poverty and you have that faith and you have that self-confidence and you have that perseverance it allows you to create opportunities for yourself and allows you to attract other people of the, of the same frequency that then you can build within and create stuff like like from the, the biggest thing about like coming out of the environment that I was in and like when I was talking about the life and hearing that song and how it changed my perspective I was questioned like am I a product of my environment because there's certain things coming from that lifestyle that have given me an advantage in the industry of just being very persistent and being resilient and like everything is like water off a duck's back like nothing affects me I'm just like so driven and then to look back and think about other people in that environment that died or got locked up or just like they didn't find their way out. It's like, how did I get out of that? And and what I ultimately realized is that I am a product of my environment because those are things that are in me that that make up who I am. But nobody said that I can't change my environment and nice. it doesn't have to be physically. You can change your environment first mentally, what you consume, who you talk to, where you get your information. Like that's all part of your, your mental, your physical, your emotional environment are everything that we absorb. Like it's, we're all made of water, right? We're all made of like the frequency of what you hear. You talked about this on, with Lauren in, in, in common, right? When you're talking about the, the frequency of these things, what we mm-hmm. consume and what, you know, why a partnership with Pharmacy for Life and, and Juices for Life is so important because it's on a metaphysical level, right? It's what we hear sonically that the music on this playlist will change your, your mood.
2: Right. The uh, social impact content. And this is uh, 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 one I think so many people struggle with. How do you balance consciousness and commerce? Right? Because we were talking about how people measure success. We're talking about, you know, what pe- how people prioritize, how they're going to take care of their families and create wealth and sustainability, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. For, we'll start with you, Jesus. How, when you think about, okay, I need to generate revenue yeah, to do a thing, sure. which is social impact content. I need to make sure this is still going. I need to also make money. I need to make sure this stuff matters and connects with the right people that I can make the most impact with. But I also need to make money. How are you doing that balance?
0: Sure. Um, for me, the, the the challenge is in our in our one of our mantras for the school, which is art over algorithms. And you know, it applies to music. But being a filmmaker and a director, and you know, starting a film school. It's it's the same challenges we have in the film industry, right? Everything is based on these algorithms of like what films they greenlight, or it's like who, what what writers attach, what directors attach, how much they did at the box office, who's the lead actor, how much money they could pull in in foreign sales, like all everything is calculated on how much money we can make off this movie. They don't look at the impact first. They, they, like for me, art is something that's supposed to be. A reflection of, of the beauty in society right because you have all these careers and profession and the ecosystem of how the world works lawyers and doctors and nine-to-five and you pay your taxes and you have your house and your mortgage you do all this work you get stressed out and the thing that's supposed to give you something to like get to your Zen or refocus or get it a balance is music or art or poetry or all these things that we're supposed to look at and say like, it's all worth it. Like, there is something to kind of realign. Now, when the music and the films and all the content itself beca- is its own business and it's entirely focused on profit before anything else and there's not enough platforms like The Message that's giving people nourishment, you know, for for for, for their thought process, for their direction, for, you know, giving them guidance, wisdom, it's just emotional vibe. Like, some of these songs in a playlist it's don't directly, uh, uh, you know, attribute to mental health, but it's just the mood the vibe of it that it's like it puts you in a space of so you know it's it's a tough dilemma because i feel like that there should be other ways that art is sustained so the young rapper who wanted to be a conscious rapper and had you know these beautiful lyrics that he wanted to inspire his peers and he wanted to make a difference couldn't get on so he's like oh let me start making drill music and then gets on and then he secretly like wanted to be a conscious rapper but is in this other platform because like you said it's it's the success. If every, if all the guys up here, this is their way of achieving the success, I gotta do what they're doing. Right. So I think there has to be you know, from bottom up and top down, it's gotta be more platforms that encourage that success or provide that outlet for the artists to make that type of music. And then there there's there needs to be other ways where we could sustain that for for young artists. We're writing a bill for Congress now, a sick bill. It's similar to like the New Deal where they commissioned ten thousand artists. I feel like if you give a young artist, a tax incentive. Right now, suicide and self-injury cost the U.S. government $70 billion a year. So if you just give you know, 10,000 artists a $5,000 tax break, or you know, if they're a sick artist, right? Socially impact content. If they're certified as a sick artist, we set up a council, we give these incentives. The impact that that's gonna have in just the prevention of a lot of this illness is gonna have a drastic well, that's the piece, change incentives. on society. It's yeah. all about incentives. We, we have to create these financial incentives where they and don't that's have why to they focus make the, that's on- That's why they
2: make the records and throw them up on social media or you know YouTube and beefing in the comments and all that. The beefing in the comments creates engagement. The, the, the beefing in the video creates engagement. It gets shared, yeah. which now the YouTube is paying you now. If I'm 15 years old and my shit is moving <laughs> around, I could make fifteen hundred, two grand Facts. off a of video that just Facts. got a quick half a million or a million views. Facts. That's my incentive. I can yeah. get money bugging on the internet mm-hmm. because of the engagement. But that's the incentive. So now what you're talking about changes where it's like, oh, okay, how can we incentivize people to do the right things and to do things that create a, a uh, organic, authentic Change in how we view what's going on in our contribution. We can work hard
1: at that. To be honest though, with you, that becomes with being affirmative. With every group, almost everything in America has some sort of representation except Black people. Right. Let's just be real about it. Peter, the animals have Peter. Yeah. Which is dope. Who do Black people have? Right. So when you think about it on a scale of, all right, we're gonna talk about, you know, making revenue, being conscious, and dealing with what's happening in our neighborhoods. Through being black, you know what I'm saying? And This is it's funny for me because I'm an artist and I sit on a fine, fine line with it between being an artist and a community man. Right. Um, and then with being a realist too. You can promote consciousness all you want, but you gotta go back and grab the kids who's out there doing it. You gotta pull them all together. You gotta have options out there. Right. Media has to start putting there's plenty of conscious rappers out there. That's right. There's a shitload of them. They're not promoted. They're not right. played. So it's not on forefront. So if the kids were and able ain't to- ain't seen as cool. Yeah, because when I came up, I got N.W.A. I got Tribe Called Quest. I got Public Enemy. I got Public Enemy. I got, I got BDP. I got, I got BDP. I got, I got choices I can make. right. right. Now, because that's all lit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even so, I'm from the hood, but I fucking love Diggable Planets. That right. shit come on. Whoa. That hard. That, like, hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, f- we from the trenches, but all this shit we love, right. these kids don't see the option. And now we're going, how can we change? But we don't have a voice speaking up for us going, okay, why wouldn't a kid want to make drill music if that's all that's popping? That's so right. it's not like we as a community are going around to, to these big major corporations and are going, okay, you're going to play that content but you got to play at least 30% of this content. Right. You got to do this yes. and you got to do that because as a black man, it bothers me because we aren't the violentest people in America. No. Not by far, we've, we've been the people who's been oppressed. I should be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid of me. Um, for the most part, we don't shoot up schools. The white on white to black to black on black violence ratio is not that far, but the poverty the wealth gap is. That's right. Um, most of society, besides what we do, Take race out of it. Societies run off sex, money, and violence. Don't you, if you race. America into, for sure. America for sure. If you race, if they say tomorrow we found out a way to wipe all these niggas out and get them out of here and all, America's still gonna be America. They're gonna find a way for the drugs, Italians not to like the Polish, Polish, Polish not to so like this. Like, even today, we don't even recognize, but we as black people, we keep asking for things when we in 2022 and you see what's happening in Russia. You've seen what happened with the the racist shit that's stirred back up between the Germans and Jews. You can't keep viewing what's going on in our community from their scope. We got to say, all right, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. Fuck what they're saying about it. This is what's happening. We know what's going on. We can't keep going by that scope and we got shit to fix. But we can't fix it by what they're saying. We got to fix it by what we're saying and on our terms and not compare... It's what they're doing and what they're saying, because there is no programs for white kids that's shooting up schools right now to turn in their fuck rifles. There's no stifle for rifles. Yeah. But we got to sit back and think about Glocks for Ox. You know why? Because we have to man our own neighborhoods. We have to protect our things. Have you even thought about for one second sitting here, why would we be violent against each other, but how many black kids go shoot up schools? And we're the Bloods, we're the Crips, we're the most violent of things. You know why we don't? Because subconsciously it sits in the back of the mind, what the fuck is gonna happen to our household? What the fuck is gonna happen to our neighborhoods? So we'll kill each other before we even kill the people we're scared of. So that comes with changing our whole system and how we view what eradicating. The people who have killed
2: us historically,
1: without thinking about how the people who killed us historically are viewing us, are saying about us. Country music, put it on. I listen to country music. They say the most gangster shit that's probably ever been said. A lot more gangster shit than a lot of rappers. You know, I sat back and I watched the shit for, for months and I'm like, yo, they say a lot of crazy shit I love too. And I'm not judging it on no, it's like, I could fuck with this white dude. He's like, yeah. I like what he's saying. He got this got his is like, good. He got his, his dog, gun. He, got he got his neck, ready, like ready to. Got like. But if he was black, why do we keep even balancing and weighing ourselves on their scale? It fucks with me every single day. Who says shit to the creators of fucking Mortal Kombat? The other video World games Warcraft, where you run around Call robbing of Duty, people, the mob shit. GTA. Nobody says anything. You want to shoot the drill rappers down, right? We want to say the drill shit is crazy. They're doing this. They're doing that. True indeed. Do they own the programming? Right. Do they own the record labels? Right. Do they own the stations? Do they control what gets put on the radio? No, they don't. That's right. You're programmed to point the finger at your own and not even thinking about a way to resolve it. You just listen to what they keep saying mm-hmm. and keep doing what they keep telling us to do. When, why? Because we've relinquished
2: our power. You relinquished your it. power. So That's when right. you
1: start thinking about your power back and like you're saying, art over algorithm, and saying, I right, fuck that algorithm. This is this this, what this is what we're doing anyway. Important. This is what we're doing, this is what we on, because it starts adding up. I think it all changes when we literally, for our own mental health, since we're speaking about mental health, for black people and white people in this country, look at it like this. If you're sitting at home thinking about it like this. Think about your relationship. Just think about your relationship. Your, if you have a wife, a husband, husband and husband, wife and wife, whatever your relationship is in life, if you're old enough to have a relationship and been in a relationship and have experienced a relationship, think about it like this. If you and your old lady have an argument, right? The argument's never rectified. You might be cool over it, but you never get to the source of the fucking problem. Will that problem keep occurring? Yeah. How much is that problem going to reoccur? Often, because you don't have common ground. You You don't have common ground. You never even had to
2: talk about it. You can't find
1: no solution. Black and white America has never even had common ground of finding a solution of what's been talked. If you travel to Germany as a black person right now today, as you're walking around some parts, you'll see this amount of Jews died here. This is what happened. Every few blocks, acknowledgement, whether they get along or not, acknowledgement of what has happened and what's going on. And... Without that, the relationship will keep going sour. And then us as the black people, how do we think, and Latin people, and even the poor white people of the world, because you are now black or Latin too, how do you think you're going to rectify the situation if you've never addressed it, if no one ever addresses it? Like, you understand what I'm saying? It's not a healthy relationship dynamic. It's not a healthy dynamic in the first place, and then black people got to start looking at how middle, there is no middle-class white America no more. So how much do white people even really care about white people from a Western civilization standpoint? Be real with yourself. It's class. It's class. It's classism. It's classism. It may be on a, we're the target. If you're black and you're Latin, you're the target first. But white people are target. The 1% white people are target. The 99% white people just as well. We're just first on the list. So it starts with you or with us saying, fuck what they said. All right, how do we be conscious? How do we tie in the gang members? How do we tie in the unconscious? How do we bring the whole pot together? Because you can't separate the pot and fix it. You got to have a whole pot together at once, delegate it right. All right, this is going to work. Is he going to work over here? He's not. That's the reality. We got a message. Here's the reality of the situation, which we all know. I got a message. You got a message. He got a message. We kick it to 10 little fellas in the room. Two of the motherfuckers is going to grab it. Eight of them's going to leave it alone. That's your job. Now, them two will keep spreading it. Not to be realistic, unrealistic, and thinking this shit is gonna work to everybody. The system got them already. It's mm-hmm. fucking all social medias, it's all drip. And as we said at the beginning, this shit is stacked against you. And you it, the, the, it's stacked against you. You're eating wrong. It's, you, you, you ain't thinking about your kid's future. You wanna be better than your man. You ain't putting nothing away for tomorrow. You ain't thinking about helping somebody else that could put you something away. You've inherited so, bad
2: habits. You inherited
1: bad habits. Yeah. So, until that point, We have to really start building our own country, which we are doing. Right. That works with this country because white America needs this part of America to work too. Yeah. Like, be realistic of where we're going in the next few years. You can't deny there's too many mixed race babies, and to even be this anti, have this much antiquated thinking going on is fucking absolutely absurd to be honest in the first place. That's really just, it's like your mind is like years archaic, archaic is way back. So there's a lot of things that you can't fix until you say, all right, I can't fix that shit. That can't be fixed. That is not going to work. Like every time we go on the news, look what fucking such and such and such. Nothing happened to Brett Favre. Of course, nothing happened to Brett Favre. I mean, of course, nothing happened. You thought something was going to happen to Brett Favre?
2: In Mississippi.
1: In Mississippi. No, he he could do it again three more times. Nothing's going to happen. That's the country we live in. So you have to now say, all right, let's make this program, Glocks for Ops. Let's hit the good. Let's hit the bad. Let's do this program. Let's do that program. You fucking with me over here? You care about the people here, bro? Nah, I don't got to fuck with you. That's real. Not like, yo, and we can't be because he's black and he's prominent. Let me go to Mr. Special Money Billionaire. Years in the industry, star. Let's just, whatever the fuck. Is he for the cause? No, fuck him. He don't need to. I'd rather get a bum dude who's on the corner and who got not a dime. Are you for the cause? Yeah, grab him. That's the movement we got to have right now. There's no more, we're going to have conscious shit. We're going to have unconscious shit, but we have to delegate our own without saying, all right, this is how we're doing it. This is how we're looking at it. Not because they said it. Not nah, because they said it, because this is what we need to do for us because it's supposed to be each one, teach one, go out, learn something, bring that shit back, spread the word, do the same thing. We all just messengers. Let's, let's build the next generation. Who's, who's even thinking about the next generation? Ain't, isn't that what it's all for or supposedly supposed to be for? So speaking of each one, teach one, great time to jump in
0: and wake up everybody. It's on our playlist. Let's go. That's, a, that, That's see, it. I think it, it really highlights the point of everything Styles is talking about
2: Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes Yep. it's The Message what's up everybody you're listening to The Message and I'm your host Ebro Darden this is the show where we get to talk to a variety of cultural voices about these challenging times and the music that gets them through it Stay tuned to this podcast feed because we'll be coming at you every two weeks with new guests, as well as unedited conversations from the vault. All right, back to my combo with Styles P and Jesus R. Styles is about to open up about his own mental health journey and how the loss of his daughter continues to motivate him as he works on being a better man. I think a lot of reoccurring themes accountability, acceptance to some degree of understanding, accepting the terms of. Of engagement, really, of what 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 is stacked against you, your family, your community, and how you're going to navigate a path to enrichment, enlightenment, you know, uh, and, and lay down a foundation for what you're gonna hopefully leave to your loved ones, yeah, and people you care about into the future. Some of that is mindset, right? Some of that is you know behavior food, sleep, water, exercise, and these things that clear the mind that we often talk about. Uh, med- you know, and there's meditation and whatever those things to get mm-hmm. oxygen in the lungs, the heart rate up, and to get some clarity taking place each and every day. More in certain environments, in other words, the other ones, d- depending on the type of toxicity yeah. you're surrounded <laughs> yeah. by and the yeah. noise that's going on, right? Yeah. That daunting task of staying centered and clear finding love staying connected to those Mm -hmm. that love you and understanding your role in their life and their role in your life that reciprocal thing that we all need right of love uh and balance and these things i think you know styles you you brought up earlier uh losing your child you know uh was that a part of your awakening, also, and part of I guess maybe? I've been the losing lesson? family
1: members for so long that it's always some losing someone's always a part of your awakening and living. Right. Every day is should be part of your awakening. Right. Starting to really realize your surroundings and what's going on and how you feel and this awakening is just for now. I, right. I'm not. I'm not woke. The journey to be. I I guess to find peace and tranquility is an everlasting journey probably for me until the day I'm gone. That's right. So I can't say I've learned enough. I still, I've advanced, I've grown, I've matured, I've become a better man in a lot of ways. You gotta practice every day. I gotta practice every day and I still have more to do. Like, I think it's the understanding of myself, what makes me tick. Like, to understand that it, it could be just a snap of a second because people often talk about, Since we're talking about mental health, people, we speak about suicide and we people speak about depressed people, but people don't keep in mind of rage, people with rage. Mm. Like sometimes deep breaths don't work for me. Right. Most of the time it does, but sometimes it doesn't. So I had to start finding, sometimes I have to go outside, yell, and grab a boulder and a few boulders and toss them. Word. Break it against something else, yell. Sometimes I have to laugh, sometimes I have to cry. You have to find different ways to get in, kind of in tune with yourself to to be all, and to in order to keep growing. Right. Like I think people think I've hit some kind of point and boom is it. Like, like it's from, over. I it. I think it. some I fi- people may be blessed in that way. I'm unfortunately I'm not. Like right. for
2: me
0: it's a Does making music ever become that outlet? Like throwing boulders? Do you feel like Yeah
1: making music is probably how I get off my 180 negative. Like you know what I mean? And positive at the same time. Um, I feel art is supposed to meant like people Speaking of conscious, to be on a, on a consciousness and, and making money, sometimes I feel art is supposed to be dark. We can't classify art and now because we're black people just put it in, a, in one box and we have to live some way because of our community. Some art is meant to be dark because sometimes through the dark you get to the light. That's right. Like you can't, like my journey made me who I am today. I I wouldn't know who I would be if I didn't go through that journey. And I'm pretty sure that's like that for a lot of people. I think some people, like, I've learned to not judge people who are going through negative things or doing negative things because I I tell the average person, I've done a lot of negative shit. I have no room to judge them. Maybe that's meant for him and his journey at this point. I'm not the creator. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? All I know is watch the energy I'm around, watch the energy I give out. And I believe that's how one continues to grow. Like you know, you losing a loved one just brings you more in contact with the reality of life ain't what you think it is. The human experience. The human experience is not what you think it is. You can make a plan. Um, my my first, you know, making gangsta in a gentleman. I lost my little brother. For me, that was it was so world crushing at the time. I couldn't fathom it. And I think from that point on, it kind of changed me. That the human experience will never be what you think it is. Then I lost a lot of friends, other family members, and more than I started understanding, to be honest, I think my growth is understanding that this is just a, a pit stop. On an eternal journey, this will be a, like a flash. The human spirit is beyond what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's far beyond that. Like it's beyond Instagram, Twitter, Apple, sneakers, fashion. The spirit is about energy and connecting. So once you, I think you get that point, get to that point and you just try to keep growing, but you get caught up in human experiences. You know, I'm still human. So I try to be more of a spiritual being, but at the end of the day, I'm still human. So knowing that keeps me on a, let, let me wake up and center myself. I think you always have, before, pure honesty, before I got here, a few, I would say a half an hour, uh, a friend of mine I haven't spoken to in months, we on the ropes, he decided to call me and he was on cowboy time. It made me livid, like to the point where my ego and pride started bubbling. My ego and pride's in my mind and my ear, like, who the fuck is he talking to? Why, what? Like, this, like, you know what I mean? And then I had to say the journey. Remember, that's, that's a test. That's a test because I could do that well. Right. I could be stupid well. I'm good at being stupid. I mean, practice at being smart and, and yeah. soulful. So I think every day is going to be a test or every few weeks, every few months. And that's the experience to try to pe- test it. Um, you may fail and then just prep for the next test a little better. That's right. I think that's pretty much the human experience in, in a nutshell. Treat people good. And treat yourself good. Treat yourself good first and foremost. World mental health day, I think a lot of people don't understand. Whether you're married, you have children, um, you have co-workers, you should be the number one priority in your life. If you can't, you cannot be there for your children, your wife, your husband, your loved ones. Second, try to spread good energy and not be so vague with how you talk to people. Like we specific. speak, we speak about mental health, but like you see your coworker every day, it's like, how you doing? I'm fine. Sometimes we know that person's not fine. Right. Sometimes we're not fine. But the, it's such a vague question. It's a vague question, but it shouldn't be a vague question. It should be something you could get into, because everyone who's around you, if they're around you and you love them and you take their time to be around them and they're in your life, we have to start checking on in on ourselves and how the people we're around doing it, not on a surface basis, like you're saying, how you feeling. All right. Okay. Be specific. Be specific. Connect. And then sometimes i will tell you 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 ask me, P how you feeling? I'm all right. I say that in such a great way. You can ask me, oh, some Maybe there's nothing you could do for the person sometimes, but I hope you feel better. Love is love. Have a good day. Sometimes good kind words keeps going a very long way and good energy. You don't never know whose life you're helping. And I think people, we all look at mental health as we all have the answers. No one has the answers because so much of the world has not mental one health. one right answer. War, pandemics, poverty, social issues, social injustices. Um,
2: financial issues.
1: Financial issues. Problems with the structures in this country. So everyone's probably going through something. So really what mental health comes down to is... Being the best you can be, and try to make sure you spread that message to everyone else you're around, and be kind. Do you, Jesus, feel uh,
2: like this conversation is more is happening more often? You've been in and around this a long time, doing a lot of real work. Yeah. Do you feel like the convo is happening? Maybe we haven't got to the practices and the, I guess the the kind of social construct evolution and change of how we culturally approach changing our lives and creating an atmosphere at home, at work, in schools, et cetera, to have more progress with mental health. But do you feel like the conversation is helping people get on the path?
0: I, I think there's definitely been, uh, since the pandemic, an increase in awareness around it. A few years ago, pre-pandemic, I was putting a film together called Suicide Saint, And at that time, we had partnership with the United Nations They have a program called 40 Days Safer Cities, which starts on International Day of Peace and goes out 40 days, and then World Mental Health Days in the middle of that. And over the 40 days, the UN selected different agencies, countries from around the world. And we were the only program to represent the United States of the 40 days. Um, At that time, even being highlighted globally by an organization like the UN and having such a major partnership, I went out to a lot of different brands and approach them about engaging in this film suicide scene and i won't say any names but i'm talking about like some of the biggest brands that we know you know global head of marketing and said hey we're doing this film about mental health and nobody wanted to touch it and then some companies even had the audacity to be like oh well if you're doing something around social justice that's trending we'll jump in on that so there's a big and it's there's there isn't people aren't sincere you know it's a big
1: gap between real motherfuckers yeah so i appreciate you know
0: you ebro for you know being an an amazing curator of the culture and and creating a platform like this the message because people need this message so badly now more than ever people are going through so much that they just don't talk about and next year one of the
2: one of the biggest i think coolest things i've seen over the last few years is the human beings accepting and knowing it's okay
1: yeah to say you're not okay definitely you're not doing yourself a favor or anybody else a favor by not saying you're okay like um i wake up <laughs> most of the times i get you know it's from my community too I, i'm in a juice bar and most of the time it's women sometimes it's you know older black women too sometimes it's men and younger people but, um but i always get i like how you're not afraid to be emotional and it scares me because we're not supposed to be afraid to be emotional. Right. Like You know what I mean? You're really, especially speaking of mental health, you holding in your feelings and bottling them in, being scared to cry, yell, scream, laugh, share pain, um, thinking you're weak for having a problem. Black men thinking they can't you know, go to a therapist. You just building shit up inside of yourself and you kind of hurting yourself. So it's not about how someone else judges how you're a man. It's about how you judge how you're a man. And being an emotional man doesn't make you a weaker man. It makes you a stronger man because you're more in sense of, of your weaknesses. Like when you try to be strong all the time and you may not have adapted to what your weaknesses are or even be knowledgeable of them to strengthen yourself up. So it's okay It's okay to um, reach out to a therapist. Yeah. Um, get on the phone, call your brother, call your sister, call your homie, tell them how you're doing. I think that should be the norm now. Like, we go through enough shit to not do that. That's kind of, it's like backwards thinking if you don't do that because you, whoever's listening, most likely you're going through too much and not giving yourself enough credit for it. If you're in the trenches right. and you're feeling you know, stressed or depressed, you got to give yourself a break. And you deserve better. You got to know that you deserve to not feel that way, right. and that's a big part of mental health. I think a lot of us think we're supposed to feel fucked
0: and I, up. And I think if you also <laughs> change the conversation for for people's reason to focus on their mental health, because now it's about it's a weakness, it's a stigma, it's a vulnerability. But if you you know pitch it to the young kids that like the more mental sharp you are, like the more on your game, you know, the more successful you're gonna be, right? Like the, the, the more you can regulate your own mood and emotion and you react to things with intellect over emotion instead of having an anger or whatever when towards you something. Like to when, you, when you're able to control your own faculty, you're gonna have the most success in life. And in, right. in, in, in your career and your relationships and relationships, if, you're, if you don't got it all together, if you don't have a balance, You're going to react to the smallest thing you might lose somebody you love because Mm -hmm. of an outburst right or just like you can easily let things get out of hand so instead of it looking at as a a weakness and and just like the benefit of self-care because people for some reason they don't care about self-care they're like oh you know they just overlook it so easily if we have to put it back in the context of oh you want to be profitable you want to be successful you want to be these other things having a keen focus on your mental health is going to be much more beneficial to your lifestyle than your physical, financial, than everything else. Because if you, if you have a sound mind, if you have confidence, you have self-esteem, if you know, if you operate out of abundance, you're going to be able to attract all those other things without having to chase them. So I think just having a a different focus on the importance of mental health is really going to reconfiguring how we
2: see it, how we think about it. Jesus R. Styles P., the Message, right here on Apple Music, they got a whole playlist.
0: Before we close out, since we on Apple Music, uh, I just wanna announce that we're dropping an app for the film school, SICK, okay. on the App Store, All SIC in right. the App Store. Shout out to Anand, who got the, got us together yeah. in time for this launch, but for our Glocks for Ox program, you'll be able to go on the app, participate to get a, a, a free Oculus. Um, we just bought two ambulances that we're converting for video use. I'll have editing on board, cameras, lights, everything. So we're going to go into the communities Mm -hmm. in in a tri state and give away the Oculus headsets. And the important thing about that is we're not just given a headset, right? We're given a blueprint, the education and how to set up a crypto wallet, how to design a sneaker, sell it as an NFT. Like We're creating financial means for young artists in different areas. So as much as this is about mental health, we also want to have that focus on the content and creating positive content that's self-sustainable so more young artists could be successful and then be able to create more positive content
2: that's dope go get that sick app too mm-hmm. thank you brothers love is love it's great talk always you know what i mean you. And then, you know, like like we said this one conversation yeah <sighs> it ain't enough Nah, it's it not. It ain't enough.
1: has to be the daily. That should be everyone's daily. Just yeah. checking on your folks, especially. Yep. Shout out to Apple. Shout out to um, the whole world. Shout out to everyone's listening. You are loved. You are one of a kind. You are a rare breed. You are unique. You deserve to treat yourself pretty awesome. It's okay to be sad, depressed, mad, all of that. That's a human instinct, but let it go and treat yourself kind.
2: There it is. The message. The message.
1: Don't push me. Cause I'm close to the... An open dialogue about the voices of today and their experiences through music that inspires them.